Hey, hi, and hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Main Education Matters, the podcast where we talk about all things happening at the Joint Standing Committee on Education and Cultural Affairs, the Maine Department of Education and Legislation throughout the state of Maine. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. Here we go. Here we go. Courtney, how does today find you? Um, I, so the phrase I like to use is floating in a boat. Floating in a boat. I'm floating in the, the boat, like the metaphysical boat. So trying to just let things, let the currents take me where they're supposed to take me and not, not try to fight currents. Not, I gotcha. Yeah. So you're, so you are, so you're the water going down the river. And when a rock comes in the way of the river, you don't try to necessarily fight against that rock or you just say, you know, the water is going to go around the rock and it's just going to yeah. go. Just be, just be one in which one of the flow. Be with the flow, be one with the flow. Be yeah, pretty flow. much what I'm trying you know. to do. That's a, that's, that's a, it's a core Taoist principle. Yeah, I think so. I studied, I, mean, I studied Taoism really a lot like in college. A yoga, yoga type. Yeah. But fits, as a, fits. As a philosophy major, I studied Taoism a lot. And so it was really like, that was huge for me. But that cool. was also like. How are you today? How am I? Yeah. I am just short of fantastic. That's good. That's good. For me though, I don't live in the middle ground. So it's either utterly horrendous or fantastic. <laughs> so there's no middle ground. All right. Well, I'm glad you're on the upswing, the up upside of that. That coin. Close. <laughs> Close to fantastic. Close to fantastic. Um, awesome. Before we get into uh, the legislation though, I do want to update our listeners on one thing. Um, if you listen back a few episodes ago, we did a um, uh, a episode on COVID fatigue and the reality of COVID fatigue and how it's impacting a lot of different people, but in a lot of different ways. You know, it's not it's not this universal thing that affects everybody the same way. It's going to affect parents differently than it is teachers. It's going to affect it differently than administrators. <gasps> so, uh, sorry, I almost ran out of breath there. But that so that was. That was a great conversation. And I don't know if you subscribe to the Maine Department of Education flyers or Facebook postings or anything like that, but they actually put out a little thing last week, end of last week or this weekend, about that episode that we did. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it. It was a fantastic conversation. And I wanted to announce that we're scheduling a part two, or if this was hot shots, it would be part two. Um <laughs> Yes. And we will be having an all student edition of COVID fatigue being really, really real. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I am too. Uh, we're going to have members of the student cabinet uh, from across the state, four different, four, uh, four different counties. We're getting to set that up and get that out as soon as we can uh, get calendars. But I wanted to announce that, let everyone know that that's coming so we can hear about COVID fatigue from the student side. Mm. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us. Good. I'm proud of us too. <laughs> I'm also proud of the uh, education committee. Yeah. Why is that? Because they are uh, <laughs> hustling and bustling to get done. And they worked really, really, really hard last week to get it done. Uh, yeah. their, their goal was March 4th. We are recording this on March the 7th. And they've met their goal. They're not having any more public hearings or work sessions because they've done everything. No. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, they no, they will have they have a public hearing scheduled for tomorrow and they are definitely going to have a couple more work sessions. Um, so so we'll see how how it plays out. But I, I will still be proud of them. They had a marathon session last week. They did a marathon work session and uh, they they banged out what they said they were going to bang out for the most part. Most part. Know, there was a table. Um, there was a tabling, which you know is always like, uh-oh. Right. But uh, but so so let's get into it. Sorry. All right. What happened last week? So March the second, there were two things that went on. There were there was a public hearing and there was a work session. So the public hearing was LD 1989, an act to authorize SAD six to lease former administrative building for a term of not more than twenty years, presented by Nathan Carlo of Buxton. Yes. Great. There awesome. was, it was good there. It was all positive. Um, but, oh, there was a twist in the plot when we got to the work session on Thursday. I put my I, hand, I put my head in my jaw, in my hands. And I say, tell me more. Tell me more. It was fascinating. Did you perchance get to listen to the Thursday's work session? He shakes his head and says, of yeah. course I did. Of course I did. Because this is an audio Thing. So I can I can shake my head and say those things and, and tell you one thing I'm. All right. Okay. All right. So here I will. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So this um, the plot thickens. So between the public hearing and the work session, public hearing was that Tuesday? Yeah. Public hearing Tuesday, work session Thursday. Only positive testimony for the public hearing, but then opposition testimony came in between Tuesday and the work session Thursday, which threw everything into question. And so it all comes down to a matter of democratic, democratic process. So apparently, and who knows what's true or not, right? Because there's a little bit of, of he said, she said going on. Um, but it is unclear if the entire school board for the district in question is in favor of this deal. Right. And what this deal would do would extend the ability for a historical society to rent property that belongs to the school district for 20 years. In statute, it can only be four years at a time. So that's why that's one reason why it was brought to the Ed Committee. Um, but what the Ed Committee kind of pointed back out was that they're using this as a first step when it really should be a last step, that there should be public hearings in the district, that the whole um, school board should be agreed to consensus on the plan, that, right. and that there's even ways to work with um, lawyers to to kind of structure the lease so that perhaps it's like, and they did have this conversation with, with their lawyers. There's a way to structure the lease so that it's automatically renewing every four years so that they don't have to come and ask for specific legislation to help solve their problem. So uh, they so they presented this bill, they presented this idea to do this. And then I was reading one of the pieces of testimony from a former board chair and it was, it was in very much support of this happening. And then a current board member uh, yes. writes in and says, "Like, hang on, yes, not so fast." So yes. I, yeah, so it sounds like there's a little bit of drama down yes. there in the Hollis Buxton Standish area. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit, and some of it has to do with a grant timeline. 
And then, you know, people were pointing out like, well, you know, grants come around again. Like it's not that, that the, the, the funding pressure for the nonprofit should not be the driving factor for the district and, and things like that. So, so it was tabled um, and the hope is that the district will take some of the steps they need to take to show a more, um, more solid democratic process. It was tabled indefinitely. Is that right? Um, the hope is that they will have a work session in the next couple of weeks. They so they're were... going to get this stuff done in a couple. Because that was my next question. Because yeah. um, if they're if they're tabling it, hoping to get like public meetings, public, public meetings and public hearings, or from the community side, they don't just happen overnight. I mean, they can, right. but they really shouldn't. Right. And they you have like significant notice, or at least like a week's notice, I think, or ten days. I forget what the what the number is. Um, yeah, yeah. No, they were talking about the you know the date by which things have to be done, and could does the school district think, think they could make things happen? So they're going to try. They're going to try. Right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so that, one's, that one's coming back around. Awesome. Yay. Then um, also on the second was LD seventeen seventy five, a resolve regarding main care funding for main schools. Uh, yeah, what happened with that one? Um, ought to pass as amended. I'm not entirely clear what the amendment was. Neither am I. Uh, I don't see it anywhere up there yet. Once again, uh, beg, beg, beg the folks at the uh, to, to put as much information as they can. And I know it's not finalized and they try to put stuff up when it's only finalized. But right. I mean, is there a, I wish there was a way in which they could say, like, uh, here's the pending amendment or something like that. So people could at least read that stuff If because if it says ought to pass an amendment, but there's no amendment. People don't know what it is that they can go and talk to their representatives about. To say like, hey, I, I agreed with this at first, but I don't agree with the amendment or vice versa. Yeah. That level of transparency isn't there yet. They've gotten significantly better Yeah. over the yeah, last like, two years in particular. Um, right. Well, and sometimes the amendments kind of happen on the fly right then and there in the work session. And so unless yes. you're actually following and like, yeah, we get it. It's complicated. Um, but when they're known ahead of time, it would be awesome to have them. Yeah. And I know you could say like, well, it's all out there too. You could listen to it. It's on YouTube. So you can go find the amendment itself. But that sounds like work. You know, come on. All right. What Sorry. was next? Next, uh, March 3rd was the uh, long marathon day. day. The marathon day. <laughs> starting at around 9.30-ish. They actually mm -hmm. started around like, like 9.50-ish that day. And uh, the first one up was LD-176, an act to facilitate a grade 9 to 16 school project uh, presented by Representative Stearns out of Guilford. This is the one yeah, that, would, that would create uh, a CSD project for um, three, possibly four districts in the central main area to yep. create a new high school project. But this one is, this was all about the governance side of it. And yes. the RSU framework didn't really work well for them. So they wanted, they were looking for a CSD framework, but that had expired. This was a fact, I thought, I thought this would be fascinating. It had yeah. expired, you know, back in 2000, something or other, early 2000s, early mid 2000s, right. and bring it back for just this one particular project. Yeah. Yeah, so this um, ought to pass as amended, and the amendment had to had to do with specifying some of the governance issues. I believe it was around the votes, what what votes, how that works with the town representatives and a board 
and and all. yeah there's there's that uh, with the uh, because the the way that the, the csd would allow for the um the sending districts would be able to appoint their yes. the members to the board yes. uh as opposed to having to go to a full-on vote which you know it it it, it it's very that similar to an AOS structure in that way. Yeah. Um, the other side is the, that we wanted to look into was the relationship of the tech center and how that was going to be, yes. be impacted, especially in terms of those districts where that are involved in this building this project, but there are other sending schools that are not involved with the project and they're still accessing the tech center. And that right. comes down to programmatic things, but also if one of the district, yeah, so the, it gets all political. Yeah, very, very, yeah very but ought to pass. So that's cool. I'm excited to see this. Me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After that, I believe, was it 270? LD 270, an act to amend the regional adjustment index to ensure school districts do not receive less than the state average for teacher salaries presented by Senator Stewart out of a rustic. Uh, yes, I remember listening to this one. Um, and this one, oh, what was interesting about this bill is that it was selected for the pilot for racial impact studies. Do you remember that bill? No, remind me. Okay, so a bill passed in the first that required racial impact studies on legislation. Yes. And so this year is the pilot year of that. So they're figuring out how the heck do you do that, right? So um, so MEPRI was in charge of it uh, for this particular bill. This is the bill that got chosen from the Ed Committee to go through that pilot process. Um, so they presented a little bit. Um, so first they reminded people as best they could about EPS and what that is and how it works, uh, which still, even after listening, I'm like, okay, I get it a little bit more, but it's still very much a black box. I and then talked about the teacher salary discrepancies and kind of what's happening in the state and how the goal of this was to help with that. Um, but then, and then also ultimately to share um, what they found using the process they went with for the racial impact study and that it was neutral. So this particular bill, neutral racial impact. Neutral. Um, awesome. So great. That's, I guess. I mean, it doesn't, it's not, it wouldn't be doing harm. It wasn't, in whatever methods they use, it was not found to be harmful, right? Not no negative impact. Um, but we have, I think it says, I believe it was a divided report. Um, although I also think a lot of people were missing. So does that say anticipated divided report? Yes, anticipated divided yeah, report. Yeah. Anticipated so. divided report. Um well there was also with with this um from the uh the from the uh, the main principal association, main education association, and main school management, all three of them voted neither for or presented testimony neither for nor against. Yeah, yeah, and so I think the reason why right. is because this will help ish, but it doesn't actually address the growing, the continued growing gap between teacher salaries across the state. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a move, but it will raise the bottom, but the top keeps growing. 
So it isn't actually eliminating or fixing the, the, the widespread in salaries for teachers across the state. So, yeah. There it is. There it is. Vote, anticipated, uh, anticipated divided report. Yeah. Next up was uh, LD 1389, an act to improve maritime education in Maine. <laughs> this one and is I'm awesome. only, and I'm chuckling, not because of anything, but because uh, one, a lot of testimony. Yes. And if, and if you look at the list of the testimony, easily, easily 80% come from the Maine Ocean School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. not, and if not, that, that's just from the, the labels of how they've defined themselves or the people who are in there who are probably directly related to the main ocean school. Yeah. Yeah. This is a circle, the wagons one. We've talked about this before. We've talked about these. Uh, so this one is also tabled um, lots of concerns. So if you remember, this is about, essentially this is about um, pushing off again, the sunset clause on the main maritime uh, magnet school. Um, because they've been having a hard time getting students. So, and things have not been going the way they'd hoped it would be going. Right. Um, so they came back this time, uh, they were given some assignments, kind of like a little bit of like, figure this out, yo, and come back to the work <laughs> session with what you figured out, okay? So they came back with what they figured out and their proposal is to reduce to stop being a magnet school and to become a program that contracts with specific districts. And so they have a potential contract with, with one district, um, but still, still a little too cloudy for the ed committee to give it a stamp of approval and to, um, to push off the sunset clause. So they are coming back yeah. to it. And, and and a lot of and a lot of years passed, but they have they've they haven't necessarily just eliminated the sunset clause. They just kind of kicked the can down the road and says, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let it go for another year. This right. bill says we're getting rid of that clause. This so this yeah. this the school is here in perpetuity. Right. And I think the ed committee is like, well, if it's going to be here in perpetuity, we need some more questions answered. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Table. So like they had options for what they could do. Right. Um, and they're 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 gonna table it to talk some more. There's the potential that they will just kick it down the road one more time if they feel like this project proposal, this project reorganization feels better. It would be it would operate more like a CTE than um than a right. magnet school and really only focus on the maritime education pieces that they excelled at. Um yeah. it seems to make sense for them. So I think. Like I said, still too cloudy. The the magic eight ball says uh, come back again later. So that's what is happening. Can All right. We, after that, can we, can we send our legislators magic eight balls? Yes. Just have them make the decisions that way. I'd love a yep. bill to be decided <laughs> that way or by the roll of some dice. <laughs> you know, I used to grade using a dartboard. For sure. Why not? <laughs> I was like, this, this is what percentage numbers really mean. And okay, there you, go. you got a 52. You got a 97. There you go. Yeah. That's what it all means. It's, it's yep, basically pretty much. Cool. All right, we're crossing streams here. That's the other podcast I'm on. All right, back it, to it, it is, but It was only through crossing streams that they were able to defeat Zool. Forget that. You're, you're right. You're right. I know. I know. You're right. 
Um, okay, 1880, an act to provide textbook cost assistance for high school students enrolled in early college courses. Uh, so if you remember, this is the one at the um, at the public hearing, it kind of came to light that like, hey, the issue is really a lot bigger. It's not just about textbooks. It's about accessing early college in general, yeah. because the program can't can't support all the people that want it. <laughs> yeah, so, this this bill seemed a bit sneaky to me, to be honest, because it was it, it was more like, yeah, oh, no, we're going to talk about textbook costs. Absolutely. We're going to slide. And then all, during all testimony. Yeah. However, there's really bigger problems that you need to address here. So it's like we're going to we're going to slide in with <sighs> this little one and then we're going to pry the door open. I, you know process. what? I don't think like that enough. That very well could be what this was That's about. because you're a Hufflepuff. Oh, stop it. You're right. Slytherin right Slytherin. here. That's <laughs> I'm I'm I would think that kind of, you know, conspiratorial deviousness. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe, but that's also an anticip anticipated divided report. So yeah. can you remind people what happens when there's a divided report? Uh, usually what happens with a divided report is that the majority uh, vote is the one that goes in front uh, first for uh, the vote. So on, on the bill. So if that of the vote full legislature, for the full legislature, then depending on how that vote was, they might have a vote on the other one, which, you know, so the, so the ed committee is going to be like, for example, they might recommend ought to pass as amended with the minority report being ought not to pass. If then the, bill is ought to pass as amended a legislature then it votes that minority report null and void um so yeah yeah just making sure you all like know what happens like so if if, if something passes unanimously then that's the only version that goes to the rest of the legislature if it's a divided report they get both versions yeah so. and i would imagine that's kind of like uh a, a a warning signal or kind of some information for the legislators to be like Hey, if it's a unanimous report, joint standing committee, okay, everyone kind of agrees. Let's yeah. <laughs> if it's divided, yeah. well, now we're going to have a partisan vote. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a pretty good way to, yeah, that's that's pretty good indicator of what happens next. All right, sorry. So back here. Well, the, so we just talked about 1880. We did. 1962, an act to increase learning potential learning potential by providing <laughs> high impact tutoring grants presented by Senator Rafferty of York. Yep. And ought to pass as amended. Um, again, I don't remember. I can't, I did not catch what the amendment actually was um, as I was re-listening. So I'm going to have to go back because this is the one that was of interest to me in my other professional endeavors. Sure. Uh, so I, I need to go back and find out what the, what the amendment was, but ought to pass. So there were a lot of questions about this one. Uh, there, there were. I, yeah, I don't know what the amendment is either. I, I would, we'll, we'll find out. We'll get back to everyone or we might yeah. forget. Um, but we, uh, I would not be surprised if this is one of the, this seems one of those ones where it, it could very easily turn into a resolve and become oh. a study. No, it, it's, but it's ought to pass. Right, but it could be, but uh, but it's as amended, right? Yeah. So during the work session, they very easily could have just turned it from an act to a resolve. Oh, right. I don't they, think those, they did, though. I, I think don't think it they did. To, no. I think it had to do with the funding, because that was one of the big questions. Was Oh, gotcha. 
where were you getting where was this magical money going from so it's ought to pass as amended pending appropriations most likely something like that that. see folks what we do here is we provide some analysis ish type things and we don't know what we're talking about sometimes I mean, you all go back and watch. It's real easy to be distracted for the two seconds that an amendment gets explained. It's oh my gosh! <laughs> and on a day like this, when they yeah, they heard what so six, seven, six work sessions on a day, starting off at nine thirty. I mean, it's like okay, if I I went to go and you know make myself lunch, come back, they, they could have done a whole whole all, all kinds of different. And now I got to go figure out where it is in the YouTube stream, and I got to yeah, do a lot of clicking process. and. You know, I got, I got. It's a process. We'll figure it out. We'll find it. Okay. The final one that day was LD 1989, an act authorized. uh, Oh, we already talked about though. We talked about that one. Yeah, we talked about that. The six former administrative building. So. Yeah. That was that day, and then March seventh, they just had a bunch of confirmation hearings. Yep, everybody was confirmed. It was all for state board of education. So. Uh, not all, sorry. So two for a school board main education center for the deaf of hard of hearing and Governor Baxter School for the Deaf. And then one, two, three people to the State Board of Education. Right. Sure, so great. And then coming up this week as we're recording uh, for March the 8th is the, first, is the public hearing that day. Only thing scheduled for that day from the committee side. LD 1727, an act concerning sexual misconduct on college campuses, presented by Troy Jackson, President Joy Troy Jackson of Aroostook. Yeah, and so what does this do? A lot of co-sponsors on this one, including a couple from the Ed Committee themselves. Yeah. And this bill, I got to be honest, is super long. It is okay. So here's the summary. But it does a lot. It does all. There's a lot in it. There's a lot. So it, it requires institutions of higher education in the state to adopt sexual misconduct policies. That's a good in thing. favor. Uh, yay. Creates higher education sexual misconduct advisory commission to develop a biennial sexual misconduct climate survey um, to be given on each of the campuses. Requires institutions okay. of higher ed to designate confidential resource advisors and provides confidential resource advisors with qualified privilege. I don't know if, oh, maybe like if, if one of the campuses can't hire one, the state will provide one. Something like that. But hey, like it, it, gives, it gives people to be able to talk to and to provide yeah, support. Good. Yep. Requires um, institutions to report to the Joint Standing Committee. Uh, Great. Yeah, about incidents on their campuses. So probably like a yearly report is coming. Uh, provides specific immunity to students who report or request investigations. Good protecting victims requires institutions enter into memoranda of understanding with the Department of Health with Human Services. Love it. Uh, rape crisis sentence centers and domestic violence support centers. Um, awesome provides the commissioner enforcement authority and provides a civil penalty of not more than $150,000 or 1% of an institution's operating budget uh, for a violation. Whoa, I can see some discussion over that one. Yep. I can too. 
And uh, if this if this were only just a couple of years ago, I could see that point six of it providing specific immunity to students who report or request investigations. Yeah. That would have been a very uh, heavily discussed area too. But hey, you know, administrations and things change. Yeah, I don't think it will be right now either. I don't think it will be cool. either. This is a good one. All right, we'll see what happens with it. Um, but then that's that's it, right? I think that's, that's it. the only public hearing scheduled as of right oh, now. There's some, there's some more work sessions. A couple of work sessions coming up on March 10th, LD 1207, an act to maintain the current level of education funding, LD 1807, an act to expand the nursing education programs, and LD 1963, an act to create the general purpose aid stabilization fund. Those wow. work sessions are coming up. But that's it. And then there's nothing as of yet scheduled for the following week, except for more confirmation hearings. Yeah. And I believe at this point, if I remember correctly, I don't think the Ed Committee themselves can schedule any more public hearings. I think that they can only be scheduled by like President Jackson or the or the, right. the House. Something I along believe those that is lines. right. I believe that is right. They can, I'm pretty sure, still schedule work sessions. Yeah. So my guess is there will be some work sessions next week, given that some things were tabled. Right. All right. And there's some bills that still haven't had work sessions on yet. So they might not have to, though. Might not. I don't know. I don't know how that all that works. Yeah. Or they might have done it. They might have like slid them in. Like it wasn't necessarily uh, so fast. For this one, but they said, <laughs> you know yeah. what? We got this. This other let's one just, just came in front of my desk. There we go. Boom. Let's just, let's just knock we, this we one have, out of the park. We have five minutes, right? Let's just, let's just take care of this one. All right. Well, hey team. Woo. So that's it. Uh, we are, we are winding things down. Or at least we yeah, so that. At this point, y'all, if there's anything you're interested in, um, it, now it's up to you and to advocate with your individual reps representatives and senators uh, right the ed, ed committee no longer uh so if that's your thing do it yeah absolutely we're concerned it. about do it reach out to your representatives and senators and talk to them absolutely 100 percent. well so, yeah there we go and uh if you wanted to get in contact with us if you if there's like a topic or there's a bill or something you would like us to either dive deeper into talk about let us know uh, hit us up on the social media spheres. Uh, the Twitterverse is follow us at Main Ed Matters. Uh, you follow Courtney at Belowland C, me at Druette Card. Uh, there's a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Main Education Matters. Uh, and we're going to look forward to talking about that next COVID uh, relief, not COVID relief. I'm thinking, see, I'm all <laughs> in like COVID funds. I'm, that's where my head is so much at these days. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, COVID fatigue being real and uh we love you all for listening bye